Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, podcast number nine. Today, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, when and if you stop working and um, when and if you should go on uh, disability. So, um, the, the answer is really, uh, it depends. Um, you know, everyone's situation is, is so different. You know, first of all, what, um, what type of work do you do? You know, what, what are your symptoms from, you know, I'm living with primary progressive MS. My specific disease, um, creates cognitive issues, tons of fatigue, and, um, then and physical issues where I have difficulty, you know, being able to move. So um, the cognitive stuff is triggered by process thinking and um, reading, uh, process processing information. A lot of you know, reading websites, books, anything in length, for example. So, but a lot of people because. MS is, you know, the snowflake disease, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about MS because that's really what I know, but this whole conversation can be uh, for disease in general, but um, if you don't have those issues, you know, perhaps um, you don't have cognitive issues, and you work from home, and you work on a computer, and you're able to do what you do without it having affect you. Um, God bless. And if you could still keep, if you can keep working, then keep working. Um, it depends, you know, financially, where are you? Um, you know, where's your bank account? You know, how are you set up financially? Um, do you have kids? Uh, how old are the kids? Are you have to, you have to pay for college? Um, there's just so many things. So I, I realize saying it depends is not a, a terrific answer, but I'm really sorry. It depends on your situation. Everybody's situation is is different. Um, when I used to run a uh, support group uh, out of Shrewsbury, I used to help with it. Um, there was someone that, you know, is, has been living with MS for years, progressive form of MS, but he doesn't have cognitive issues. Uh, a lot of his work is on the computer, and um, he's able to continue working, you know, full-time, I believe. Uh, I know someone else that, you know, worked in the insurance business and different support group that was able to work part-time. So um, it really depends. It depends on your situation. Depends on what you do for a living. Um, you know, I personally, I, I've been in, I have my own business for 10 years with partners, partners in a plumbing, heating, air conditioning business. And uh, then I went on to, you know, run sales divisions and run sales myself in the heating and air conditioning business. You know, I had to drive all over the state, um, drive, I had to crawl up into attics, go down into crawl spaces, basements meet with people for hours at a time. Um, so the, the fatigue, the cognitive wear and tear, all that, um, just picked me apart, you know, and, and it just was, uh, 
do any car accidents, um, falling down steps, falling down in the office. Um, it just, my disease caught up to me where I, I thought I could push through, which obviously if you, if you, you didn't have cognitive issues and fatigue and with MS, you know, that pushing through, uh, isn't really an option most of the time, you know, being, working, being smart, um, working smarter, not harder, um, is the way to go. So these days, obviously, I haven't planned. But at the time, you know, I could not drive all over the place, get into any car accidents. I, I totaled a car at one point, um, and I, um, I had to stop. It was just, you know, I, I, was, I was also screwing up my work. Um, I, cognitively, I couldn't concentrate the way I needed to, and I, I was missing things. So, uh, yeah, it's it depends. depends on, on what you have. And then... You know, the next part of this is um, disability. You know, if you you happen to be working for if working for a company that has offers disability insurance, um, private disability insurance, which will give you a much larger portion of your your income, then um, please take it. You know, I, I didn't have that. Um, I did not work for a company that provided that option so there are many people i've met um that have this disease or have other diseases that have private disability insurance and um it it can help um with the financial burden quite a bit you're able to um you know take a what would be a, a portion of your a percentage of your salary which is you know a larger percentage and um and still live uh, comfortably or reasonably comfortably depending on your situation. So, um, you know, the next thing is um, social security disability insurance. First of all, you know, it, it's not a lot. You know, there, there's not a big pot to, to, to pull from. Uh, but I guess, you know, I need to be thankful that it's there. Uh, because if there was nothing, you know, what would we do? And there is a, a top number that you max out at each year. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into that because I'm in New Jersey and every state is different. But, um, yeah, if because of, of um, how I did in my career, um, my income was significant enough where I was able to take that top, you know, close to the top number um for for disability insurance uh if you have kids there is um they provide uh, income for each child up to 18 uh that helps you know provide your you know paying paying bills food uh just support for those kids um so i want to get into this a little bit and um Back when I first got diagnosed, and I was, I eventually had to stop working, you know, a year and a half or so into that. I had to, um, my parents had to uh, move out of their house. And um, I, I remember we, it was a, a nightmare. You know, my mom had to go into the nursing home. My dad was trying to help me with stuff. But um, we had, a, had to rent a big um, dumpster to throw everything into. And, um, I remember a person would come by um, a couple times a week 
And whatever, you know, larger we're getting rid of washing machines and a refrigerator and any junk. And I remember this person was, um, I mean, he's literally loading a refrigerator into his, the back of his pickup truck. And, um, you know, very nice guy. We got into a conversation and he mentioned to me that, um, I'm like, well, how do you, you know, do you really hit to take this stuff down to the scrapyard and make money? I'm like, do you really make enough money to survive doing this? And he said, well, I'm on disability. I'm like, you're what? He goes, yeah, I have a bad back. Now, <laughs> I just witnessed this man load a refrigerator into the back of his pickup truck. Um, so I, I was just puzzled. He was on Social Security disability. And um, yeah, he was loading refrigerators and in, in junk into the pickup truck and get rid of it. So um the issue is which what I found out, um, and I found this out because um, at my MS support group, we had uh, a guest speaker uh, years back, um, Greg Hobby, who is a social security disability attorney. And he came in and spoke to us several times. And when he, he spoke, um, he explained that the system is so overwhelmed um, the Social Security Disability System has so many applicants trying to get this money from the government that um, they're forced to be in a situation where they have to choose. And there are um, that that's happened because there are so many um, fake applicants. There are people faking it that want to get free money, unfortunately. Um, and the situation he explained it was that they are looking for, because there's so many applicants, they're looking for the, and any reason to send your paperwork back and say no. So, for example, I, I chose, and I'll get into this in a little bit, I chose to use this person to help me. He, he came in and he would, he would take um, a fixed amount of money of your back. You know, what happens is if you get approved for disability, you get a check for money going back uh, from the start of when you you um, should have should have been disabled, considered disabled, it, it takes you know for me it took probably a year and a half to get approved. So if you, you whatever money that was, it was a year and a half backwards. And this attorney, that's how he makes his living off of this is he takes a portion of that um, that money, you know, fixed amount. I believe it was six thousand dollars. Uh, don't hold me to that. That's in New Jersey. Um, but anyway, the way he explained it was, if you don't, you know, I, I'd received, even with an attorney, I received a book of paperwork, that redundant questions to fill out. Uh, to, to, And it was, it was paperwork that you had to be answered with a, a pen and, and paper. It wasn't like you could log in to a computer. Um, that wouldn't help me anyway, but. Um, so they were looking for any, if you didn't answer any question the way that they want it, you didn't dot every I, cross every T, um, your, your questions, they would ask you over and over again when you first started experiencing symptoms, the doctors, um, what the doctors had said to you, you know, you had to back all this up with, you know, proof of your doctor's visits and, and things like that. But they kept asking the same questions over and over and over again. And if you weren't consistent with your answers, 
they would take your stuff and send it back and you would just start from scratch. Um, so they were looking for any reason to put somebody off because of that and get knocked them out of the system. Um, now, if that happens, you can appeal. And this is you know, a lot of times, this is where having an attorney helps because the attorney would go with you to the appeal where you, you sit before a judge and, and plead your case. Now, because of the amount of people it, that are, are applying for a Social Security disability, the, the way my attorney explained it is this. Imagine if you're a judge and you could only approve one out of three, every three people. And the three people you would choose from was were um, a quadruple amputee, somebody with stage four cancer, and somebody with primary progressive multiple sclerosis. And as a judge, because of the numbers, you could only approve one of those three people for disability insurance. Now, that's how insane it's become. Uh, the system is so overwhelmed with um, people applying for disability that it puts it back on these, these judges to make a decision. And they have to choose piece behind crap like this. Um, it's really terrible. You know, even with that, um, there are people that choose to try to do it on their own. Um, you know, personally, we were in a position where, um, you know, we, we relied heavily on my income. My wife, Michelle, had to go back to work. Uh, at the time, all of our children were young. You know, Mikey was uh, 12, roughly, 12, 13. Sean and Shanna were, you know, seven, eight. So the kids were young, and um, we had to rely on Michelle had to go back to work. You know, I did receive um, temporary disability for a year, but that ran out. So it was, we were really under the gun here. So, uh, you know, Michelle helped me as much as she could, but it was just, um, it was too much. I mean, working full time, and trying to make sure that, you know, I answer questions correctly. Um, I remember getting, you know, I remember getting a phone call. I was going to therapy. And I remember getting a phone call that I um, I answered. And it was somebody from Social Security Disability. And they were asking me questions about my paperwork. And I, I was, at the time, I was, you know, cognitively I'm struggling with your fatigue. And I'm trying to remember like what I'd said on the paperwork. And I didn't expect this phone call. This is just out of the blue. Um, so I, I, I answered the best I could. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it took about a year and a half, but I did get approved for um, Social Security Disability. I ended up having to go down there with my attorney um, to do the final paperwork and get everything squared away. Um, actually sit in front of somebody that evaluated you. Um, the advantages of using a, um, an attorney versus doing it yourself, uh, the attorney, first of all, they, they know that, um, the percentages of people that have an attorney will get approved because the attorney knows what to look for. They, you know, go over your case, go over your paperwork over and over and over again. Um, so the percentages of, of, of people getting approved. I'm told, or higher when you have an attorney with you. 
Um, that doesn't say that if you don't have, if you're, if you don't have an attorney, you, you don't want to use an attorney. That's up to you. If you, you're, you have somebody or you are very detail uh, oriented and you can get through the paperwork, uh, you want to try, God bless. You know, the reason um, I even chose the, the attorney, Greg Hobby, that I did was um, because he had helped two people that were rejected. Um, two people tried themselves and they were rejected. Uh, and I think they, I, I believe they only have one more chance to, to get approved. So they had to hire this attorney, um, and he got them through the process and got them approved. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's really up to you. Um, do you want to use an attorney or, or don't you? Um, it's a personal choice, you know, based on, um, financial position and, uh, our situation with the kids. Um, you know, I chose to use an attorney. It was in my, my, you know, our, our best interest as a family to get this done quickly and make sure there were no screw ups because we could not afford another, uh, another period of time where there wasn't steady income coming in. So, um, when do you stop working? That's up to you. Um, do you go on disability? Uh, that's up to you. Oh, and this is something I, I don't want to forget. Um, you are, if you're able to work, e even part-time, uh, you can still work part-time. You have to record your hours. There's a way you, you do it through disability. And whatever money that you would have gotten, they deduct that money that you got paid from your work out of that. So uh, some people still work, and they still file uh, with disability that they've worked. Um, the challenge with that is that, you know, unfortunately what I'm told is if disability sees that you can work even part-time, then they're going to question, should you be working full-time? Um, even myself, after being on disability for uh, a few years, you know, I had to refile my case um, to because they were questioning, you know, they wanted me to, to, to support that I could not work full-time anymore. And um, I had to do that. It was, you know, I haven't heard from them since, thank God. But, uh, yeah, it did happen to me a few years in. They just wanted to check up. And, and it's a shame because, um, you know, if you're making a good salary and a good income, you know, what if you made commission, if you made bonuses, if you made a good salary, um, the way they look at it is, you know, if if you could go flip burgers at at uh, McDonald's, then they and pay, get paid minimum wage, they would consider they would say, all right, you could still work. There's something you could still do, even if you made, you know, ridiculous amounts of money more than that. They would still say that's uh, that's work. So, uh, the system sucks. I'm sorry. It's uh, you know, there's 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 only so much money that we have and they can only approve so many people. So, um, you know, thank God you, I, you know, I personally made sure I made the best choice for my family, made the best choice for me, um, put myself in the best position to get the, uh, the, the money, disability money each month. Cause I, I knew I couldn't, uh, I couldn't make the income I used to and too many car accidents, too many accidents, too many falls. So, um, you got to make the decision. It's personal.
Okay, I think that's it. I'm good for today. All right.